Speaking of pity laughs, let's get the show started. Welcome to Don't Be an Idiom. It's episode 80. We are in front of a live audience. Let's go! Let's, let's, let's really go. rev it up. They said we'd never make 80. <laughs> and listen, we're so happy you are here to celebrate with us. I'm sure on most podcasts, and we've been doing this before, most of them even started. Absolutely. They just, go, they just drift on by ten episode 10, episode 20, yes. episode 30. We pause yeah. and we go, wow, let's right. make this special. Let's bring out the Hat of Doom. Right. Let's go back and look at the the, la- the last 10 episodes and see who has the most songs Which that we're going to be doing. Yeah, we're gonna, we're you know, do it. it's time to reflect. It is time to reflect. The 10s always seem like something. I mean, mm. probably because the first, when we did our first 10, it was just it was just like, wow, we got to two digits. Yeah. But then, you know, like if we don't, if we just don't give up, we, uh, we might get to three digits. I wonder what that's going to be like. I don't know. I think we'll just, just never get to it. It's going to be huge. Um, so the Hat of Doom, every 10 episodes, we, we bring out uh, the Hat of Doom. You know Which is essentially is. 10 shots that we take every 10 minutes. Right. Yeah. yeah. So every ten minutes of the show, and, we will draw right. a number that so, corresponds to a shot glass, and it is full of wacky shit. We got we got an egg. We got an egg. We got some mezcal. Brennan. <laughs> There's some J and B in there. Pickle juice, olive juice. There's Godiva chocolate liqueur. Um, <laughs> so, I want that one. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, we'll see. We'll see what champagne. happens. There's some, there is a, there's a little shot glass of champagne. So it's, it's a, yeah, it's going to be crazy. It's a whole menagerie react of, to it. of drink animals. Um, and we always feel terrible after our, yeah. our 10 episodes. So but we, but we do it for you. If you are not at work or not in the car, feel free to join us for a drink. Yeah. Or you could take a shot every, every, um, minute or 10 minutes. Or Unless your job somehow every is. <laughs> That's a lot. Officer, they don't be an idiot. Told me to drink an hour a minute. <laughs> don't be an idiot. All right, well, pull, pull your number. Let's, let's get this right, first one over with. Let's jump right in. Wait, what about the? Uh, did we mention the? What? Oh, is it already time? We should start. Oh, we start right. with one. Oh my gosh! Start with one. Well, because it. I think. Oh no, that's just the time. Yeah. All right, so here's number one. <laughs> I have number one. I have ten. We're going to start Ryan off right. I really... Uh, the I man don't... who dreads the egg gets yeah. the egg often in life. That's kind of... <laughs> that's really good. That's a really good point. And I don't know. I really don't want the egg. And I got the I got the raw egg. Yeah. See, I don't really mind it. I know. I doesn't mind it. I, I was getting concerned when we had like three and four of them in the mix. Yeah. All right. Let's just... Here. Cheers. All right. Cheers. What was that? Ugh. Some alcohol. Ugh. Oh, sorry, Al. <laughs> Woo, let's party. Okay, so right, we so... did that. Isn't that so funny? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think that was the GD Brennan. I got so... it. I'm going to do this. Oh, okay. Cool. All right, so listen. We haven't set the record straight in a while, and my brother's girlfriend, Danny, we talked about on the last show because she gave us the Pickle Rick dice that we right, used on yes. the game so she came and visited me yesterday and was like oh my god i my you know jake said you gotta listen to episode 79 they they mentioned you and all this stuff uh-huh. and what i forgot was was you were asking me where her name is from kukon oh yeah yeah the whole galapagos I mean, island yes thing, right so she was like i was cracking up listening to that <laughs> and she's like it's actually Kukonski from when we were when we like immigrated yeah and we're Polish Polish yeah. yeah okay so that would have helped but I was to get like that. when she started telling me that I was like what are you talking about because <laughs> you hadn't listened to the episode <laughs> I had you keep, I kept forgetting I'm sorry I'm I I have all the time in the world right now and I just keep forgetting yeah I thought about Convenient. it tonight I thought about it tonight I feel bad <laughs> so tomorrow yeah. morning right, so first sh- thing yeah so shout out to Danny so, yes thanks for Kukonski. catching that mm. and. Uh, what else? So the next thing that we want to do is if you maybe remember this from a couple, 10 episodes ago, we did the thunder measuring contest. That was in the very first one in episode 10. Was it really? Yeah. So that's now, is that because we got to the idiom, um, yeah. steal your thunder? Yeah, yeah, definitely. We did that in the first 10, huh? That's yeah, awesome. I think so. The good old day. I think so. Maybe we did it for, is either 10 or 20. Mm-hmm. Anyway, 
Um, we're going to do it now. And basically what we do, we take the last 10, 10 titles. Episodes. T- uh, titles. <laughs> 10 titles. 10 episode titles. Only the Don't Be an Idiom episodes. Right. And uh, Not, who, whoever's... Whoever had the idiom that inspired that name, name or, or made a joke that inspired that name, you get a point. Right. All right. And so for this, let's see. So what for the, the was. for the last ten episodes, it was neck and neck there for a minute, but I pulled out, I got six titles and Ryan got four. Okay. Still good though. Still close. Cue the thunder. Give it to me. Give All it right, to so me. Alright, so we're measuring thunder. Alright, so next the is next is the I put a G. What does that stand for? Games. Okay. Yeah, so right? who won the games? So every every show, we do a game to see who goes first. And that was a split down the middle, five out of uh, five and five, me and you. Oh, so no, both of our thunder is now equal, almost honked equal. Honked out by honked a donkey. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, when it's a draw, a donkey honk honked, strikes honked the out. thunder out. <laughs> we should and, bring uh, that weird... That's a, that's a new that ritual. weird... Uh, Remember the song at the end of the Yes, um, yeah, yeah, the, it was uh, the like Yodale hee-haw. <laughs> yeah. That's what's going to happen, okay? And then we also do a song for most episodes and we decided that if your idiom uh inspired the song, then you would get a point for that. Yeah. Um believe it or not, there were a couple draws on this cuz <laughs> some of our songs had nothing to do with our idioms. So uh-huh. In that one, Ryan scored four and I scored a lowly two. Whoa. Oh. So okay. thunder for Ryan. Thunder for me. And uh, yeah. out of a total 22 possible points, uh-huh. just like best friends, split down the middle, 11 Whoa. wins for me and 11 wins for you. That's a donkey honk. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. Well, that is a donkey thanks honk. Thanks for walking down memory lane with us in, uh, All right. so, in a competitive way. Right. Well, that means this episode is like, it's like a title fight because yeah, in a way. we, we got to see who wins. See who wins. Uh, I don't feel comfortable gambling. All right. So <laughs> what we're going to do first is we're going to play a game. Oh, wait. We're, we're like not first. We're like through uh, the top of the show. Oh, the cross <laughs> list. I was trying to Jesus. keep it moving. I was. I didn't. I, no, no. I do think we should keep it moving. I know. I was. I just missed that. You know, everyone likes a brisk show, but actually, you know what? I'm going to use that as a segue. My cross list is with myself. Oh, I feel yeah. like anything that involves reading or math in this last year has significantly worsened. Like I feel like I am unable to hold numbers uh-huh. and letters in my mind. Yeah. And you're trying. You're doing the crossword puzzles. You're doing. I think Sudoku it got worse when I started doing the crossword puzzles. <laughs> Maybe you're getting too smart. That's it. <laughs> but um, I'm great under the sea. Our, our, our cross list was was an early ritual, and it was just people that we're cross with. And I feel like did it used to be really long? Because we were most cross with Belarus. Because we're still because we wrote a Belarus song when we realized we had listeners in Belarus, and then. Right before that song debuted, Belarus just stopped listening. Yeah, but now, what if it, you know? What if it was the government they intervened? Oh. They said you're not allowed to listen to this. Yeah, you know, American media. Bullshit. Or what if it was a government official spying on us to see what regular uh, Americans are like? <laughs> regular, regular. Yeah, that's possible. Yeah. So well, anyway, you got a great song waiting for you. I man, I remember when we wrote that oh, song. Yeah. So anyway, we're still crossed with Belarus. I loved it. Um, I am crossed. This doesn't have anything to do with the show, but I'm crossed with this woman who sat behind me at the Misfits show last night. Because here's yes. what's annoying: she was with her family. Everyone in her family was annoying, like kids and her and husband stuff? and kids. Yeah. But what I think is they got tickets for free and they went like as a joke. <laughs> and so the woman behind me. Everything that's happening, she's cackling, laughing at. <laughs> what? Like, like the the fact. Like, look the, at them. The they look that like this, skeletons. That like she'd be like, oh my god, like do you see this? And she thought it was ridiculous. And then she, the speed of the songs, she would laugh because they were so short. Yeah. People moshing, she would laugh. And she, this was nonstop for forty-five minutes. Wow, how'd you enjoy the show? I didn't. And then all of a sudden, she's like, "Can we leave yet?" And they're like. They finally left. And then did and the you husband was get- a dick too. He was like everything Danzig said, he would scream back at him like in a weird voice. <laughs> <laughs> it was so annoying. I've got diarrhea. 
<laughs> is that Danzig or the guy? <laughs> well, he's got to say it. <laughs> That's what I would do if anyway, I was Danzig and I heard him. Because this was last night, I'm still feeling very cross. And so I just want to say I'm cross with people like that. And all those yeah. people need to stop, you know, existing or going out of their houses or, or anything. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to turn down free ticks, I guess. Okay, but you don't have to like laugh at it. I mean, I mean you, get a you can be like, this pass? sucks, but you're like, you actually think it's funny? I don't understand. Yeah, I mean, that is kind of a lot to just go. Maybe there was free drinks in the ticket. Well, they were definitely drunk. Well, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> um, wait, right, do we have any other sensible cross items? Um, cross with... Uh... No, I was going to do a whole thing about credit cards, but I don't, <laughs> it's, it's really, that all just stems back to my inability to use numbers or letters. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know what I did the other day? It's just ridiculous. I, you know, I was like, here, I would like to pay for the bill. And then the girl brings me the thing and I sign it and I, I must've left my credit card in the thing. Oh, when I, yeah. Like, I'm like, thanks. <laughs> keep my credit card. And then, you know, I had to go back at night. Yeah. And I'm like, I left my credit card at the bar. And she was like, dude, you are tripping. Here, take it. Oh, my. Actually, she was really nice. Like, I didn't think I looked worried, but she said, don't worry. This literally happens every single day here. Oh, yeah. Okay. Good. And then I was like, nice of her should to... I be worried? Yeah, I'm not cross with her. Good. You're cross with yourself Myself. still, really. Yeah. Um, Before we uh, move on to the game, I do, I do want to say that... And this is an this is actually an idio idiom topic. Mm. Um, we're usually just idiots, right? Idiots. Do you think that's a thing? Idiots. It's probably already a thing. Like yacht, like I D I Y A C H T. Oh, like this is my idiot. Yeah, and I'm like and, stupid and rich. Like, <laughs> um. Yeah, dude. I don't know. It's probably already a word on online. Idiots. Though, right? No, maybe not. Okay. This wasn't um, somehow. Uh, I've been watching the Heaven's Gate documentary on HBO. Yes, and, I might have um, seen that one. I assume that you have. Is it new had. or old? It's new, newer. It's like a couple of years ago, I think. Mm, it's I might great. have. I'm, I'm assuming you'd. I'm like, oh, I definitely already saw this like three times. I feel like I have. It's, it's just amazing. I just forget where I see them, and you know what I mean. There's so many yeah. of them. But um, that's a good one. In the uh, early '90s, when they tried to kind of revive the cult, they were sending all of their group members around and but everyone was like you guys are idiots like they're treated like like they were crazy you know and oh yeah they didn't get any really any new members from doing all that but um anyway as they're leaving there's some someone videotaping in the group's van and um he's like what did you call them what did you call them back there and he's like they're boneheads and uh Wait, where is this going? Did he invent boneheads? No, but he—that wasn't even what I was getting to. He said they're boneheads, and then this guy was like, "I promised you boneheads. Those were the real McCoy boneheads." Oh, the real McCoy. Like, oh, yes. real McCoy. I forget what was his deal. I, you taught me that, didn't you? The real McCoy. <laughs> what was that one about? Oh my god! <laughs> All right, I seriously don't remember. Uh, anyway, we're gonna, we need to do another shot. Go, oh, God. And then um, we'll play the game. And right. uh, we're, we're sorry. We're going to get this going. We are know. not sorry. Let's this hear is... from the audience. Let's uh, get some energy back in the room. Don't boo. Don't boo. <laughs> A few unpleasant and unhappy uh, attendees. Yeah, we do stink. <laughs> right? You did say pick another one, right? Yeah, unfortunately. Here we go. I got four. Oh, God, Al, you put so much Tabasco in that. Yeah, well, I just oh drank a full glass of fucking olive juice. Oh, <laughs> oh shit, God. man. Are you okay? Oh, my God, my entire body's burning. You put so much Tabasco in that shot. Dude, my neck, my, my so like, entire sorry, throat dude. esophagus down to my belly is burning I right was now. afraid that it wouldn't taste like anything. Oh, man. And Mezcal And I love spicy. spicy food, but I'm just saying, like, that was... You usually don't drink the hot sauce. drink Tabasco sauce. Whoa. I, I thought God. you had to put a lot in. Damn it. I figured... Because, you know, it's not that... Oh, man. I don't know. And in the fridge, it weakens Ooh. over time. Uh, yeah. I yeah. wanted that one, actually. Oh, okay. Well... But... Ugh. All right. Let's... um. So, we're going we're gonna to play a game. We're going to see those right. first. And then we have idioms... We got a whole show. We have, phrase, <laughs> we have phrases that we do 
origin stories of. This is right? like and that's why you've the tuned warm in. up act. And I know it's already 16 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but um but we actually do get to some very interesting histories. Well, so you know bear why? with us. You know why? Cuz <laughs> now we're doing all the funny stuff at the top and then we're going to be real serious the rest of the show. Yeah. A little something for everyone. All right. So let's um let's let's go. Let's see who goes first. Okay. Well, well you got to pick a card. You you said fever night and I went like this. Switch it. Oh my god, that's great. I went. All right. Oh, funny stuff. Charades, play it with your friends. Oh, it took All forever. Right. Okay, it sure did. Um, so I just want to say before I start, I got a last minute inspiration for this. Okay. Uh, ooh, but maybe I shouldn't say anything about that yet. I'm going to come back to that. I got a last minute inspiration because of something I've been listening to. And I love that. And what I want to tell you, Ryan, is um, uh, I would never call call you a quizling. Quizling. (laughs) But I got some other friends in my life that I might call quizling. No one knows what the word quizling means. I know. I, I I I was interested. I, I was I was doing some learning of my own, and then I heard this word, and I'm like, I'm going to see what this is all about. All right, Idiom Heads. Sounds like we've got a new idiom to resurrect, it's, and it's quizzing. I want to Unless everyone knows it. it. I'm the idiot here. Maybe. Uh, no, it has fallen dramatically out of fashion. Oh. But it was really popular for a while. Well, maybe not really popular, but it was popular <laughs> for a specific time, and you'll learn why. Mm-hmm. Rye, what do you think it means to be a quizzling? Yeah. Um, it's not good. Oh, oh, oh. Is it like you have no brains at all? No. Oh, okay. Be like, I thought I could trust you, you dirty quizzling. Quizzling. I mean, because I'm thinking it's quiz question, but I'm, I'm assuming it has nothing oh, to do sure, with it. yeah. Is it Q-U-I-S? Q-U-I-S-L-I-N-G. Oh, quizzling. Quizzling, I guess. Quizzling or quizzling? Quizzling, I guess. Um, I, I have no idea. Quizzling, what does it mean? I have no idea. It means a traitor or collaborator. You're you're dirty quizzling is what I'm saying. Here, here's my guess of the history of quizzling. Okay. There was during the French Revolution a captain of a ship for the naval naval the navy France's navy. Uh huh. And his name was uh, Jacques. 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 Quis. Jacques. Quis. I don't know how to pronounce it in French, um, but it's, it's spelled Q U I S. And he, um, as a captain for the Royal Navy of France, he was well off. He had a lot of property. Oh yeah. In the French Revolution, the your common man, you know, the peasants. The, Not the, doing uh, so good. The proletariat, you know, w- of course, worked on his ship because they were just, you know, like, uh, well, yeah, swapping the deck and whatnot. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> but um, he told them he's like, listen, you guys, there's like a whole lot of revolutionary stuff going on. I want you to know that I am cool. <laughs> I am cool. You know, I I don't have marble urns in my gardens or anything. I don't even have gardens. I'm just like you guys. They just make me wear this fancy jacket because they're the Royal Navy. <laughs> but I'm, I'm taking them down from the inside. I'm taking them down from the inside. and But let's just ship, sail away and, and get on this. And just the, don't the even seas. think about it. Don't even worry me. about don't it. Don't even worry about it. So they spent their whole like three or four month little excursion thinking about that they're like wow this guy's like one of us right and then um when they they got back to dock um the revolution was everything was on fire people were going nuts you know <laughs> why did he come all the way to dock heads heads were chopped getting chopped off and the crew looked at uh, Jacques Quis 
Marquis. And they were like, all right, the revolution has happened. Let's get out there and fight. And he's like, I'll meet you boys downtown. <laughs> You're right. And he like jumped on this carriage that had like six horses uh-huh. and it was like covered in blue, you know, satin and stuff. And he's like, I'm just like you boys. <laughs> that is great. And they were like, oh no. And they, they went after him hard with more than six horsepower. It was like 10 horsepower. Whoa. And they're like ragged bone horses, just, right? Yeah. They ripped him to shreds. Yeah. Um, and so now that, you know, that event immortalized his name. Oh, yeah. Whistling as a traitor. Oh, absolutely. A traitor to the proletariat. Yeah. I wonder if his last words were like, but look, I have a scuff upon my knee. <laughs> you know, like he's trying to show. I sure then, hope so. He's like, I mean, he's going like this. And like their clothes are oily rags. And his is like this really beautiful thing with the tiniest. That is funny. A little bit of that is very funny. Dirt. So before we, um, before we you Dive give right us your in. history, we got to do another shot thing. Oh boy. Here we go. I'm not happy with my choices so far. No. Uh, I didn't like any of mine either. Oh, God. Non? Five. Nine? No, nine. <laughs> See, because the, the eye. It's we- it tastes like pretzels, That is a right? winter drink right there. Oh, no, it's from, actually, it's a double nickel beer. Oh, was it? Yeah, which is, is local. Yeah, what was that one? I don't It's. Oh, yeah, it was that, like, the col- creepy uh, graveyard. Nocturnal Creatures or something. Yeah. It's got a cool name, but what did it taste like? Uh, like a chocolatey, stouty kind mm, of thing. Okay. All right, anyway, uh, Quisling. So, Quisling. Ryan was wrong about a lot of things, but he was right about one thing. The word Quisling is an eponym. Oh, so someone's name is involved. Yes. All right, so yes. let's hear it. Um, well, now I'm going to tell you why I picked it. Real quick, I've been listening to, it's either a four or five part series on last podcast on the left. They've been doing it about the Manhattan Project. And... Something about here relates to that. Oh, And I know they've been trying to get theirs out before Oppenheimer comes out. So yeah. I thought maybe on the chance that all y'all are going to go see Oppenheimer on the 21st, maybe you'll learn a little bit about this character hmm. that we're all going to hate in the end hmm. named, oh my God, actually his name is long. Let me make sure I get it. Vidcom Abraham Laritz Johnson Quisling. Johansson. So his full last name was Quisling. Quisling, yeah. Are we are we, were we doing Quisling or Quisling? I would like to stick to one, but I will mess it up. So I'll try to say Quisling. Quisling, okay. Even though all day I've been... <laughs> I keep writing. Well, I keep writing it with a Z, even though it's not. Oh, okay. And then like the computer's like, did you mean this guy? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I did. All right, so Quisling means right. traitor. Quisling. Tell us how that happened. Yes, okay. So... On April 19th, 1940, the Times of London wrote this quote. We should all be profoundly grateful to Major Quisling. He has added a new word to the English language as a plain synonym for traitor. To journalists and other writers, weary of racking their brains or raking the well-thumbed pages of Roger's in search of alternatives, the word quisling is a gift from the gods. If they had been ordered to invent a new word for traitor and given carte blanche with the alphabet, they could hardly have hit upon a more brilliant combination of letters. The reason I felt like it was important to know all that, like yeah. this is like, this feels like a dream inside of a dream sort of thing. Like we're getting a word that was like, there was so much when it was created because so much of what we do here, like these words kind of come about or these phrases mm-hmm. almost thoughtlessly. Yeah. Yeah. Right. This one was Had like purpose deliberately like, created. We're going to have a new word in our language and this is what it is. And this is why. And here's the other thing. You always, a lot of times you have trouble finding where it started or how much time went by. This was printed 10 days after a significant event Whoa, that happened okay. with this character. Okay. So like, Think about that short of a window that your your name becomes synonymous with traitor. Yeah, it's crazy. Right? Right. All right, so who was he? Um, he was born in Norway. 
1887, and he was apparently like really smart. Yeah. Um, in 1905, he goes some goes to something called War College, and he tests the absolute highest wow. of all 250 cadets on the entrance exam. Then he goes to the military academy. He gets the highest grades of anyone since the academy starts in 1817. And then he just like, so the guy's like kind of like a, he's good. He's natural, I guess. Right, yeah. Military stuff. Clearly. Works his way up in the Norwegian military. He becomes the minister of defense in 1931. And then around 1933, he, he founds the fascist National Sambling, which means National Union, which is a party that promoted nationalist and anti-Semitic views. Oh, that's a shame because Norwegians are known for being so, you know, right. incredible. Right. Now. This guy is like a, a, this like is a the worst of the Norwegians. He's a, he's a sucky outlier. Yeah, almost a century ago. Yeah. Right. Oh, something I want to mention before I go any further is he was so good in military academy. He won an audience with the king of Norway at the time. Oh, shit. Who we're going to hear from again in a little Ugh. bit. It's kind of ironic. Comes really. back. Yeah. Um. Then World War II is happening, right? In yeah. 1939, this snake goes to Berlin and meets with Hitler with a proposal to stage a coup. And he tells them that the British are like uh, communicating with the Norwegian Navy. And he gives them all the information. He's like, look, here's oh all God. their plans. Whoa, that's insane. Yeah. And so Hitler and the Nazis are like, all right, we can use this guy. And... They they were like okay yeah yeah coup great idea they're like oh it's gonna happen like a couple months from now come you know what I mean uh-huh. like it's gonna t- it's gonna happen a while we're gonna maybe get to even it. maybe even years they didn't tell him and then they like just rushed the attack like as fast as they could oh, and he's kind of like oh well, like was I left out you know what I mean yeah right the guy's like a weasel though go, like, go think it you know you can't trust Nazis no that's the thing like this guy's life. So many times when I'm thinking about what he does and the decisions he makes, like part of with a lot of things, you could be like, okay, I can understand the fear of working with Nazis, but this guy seeks them out. Yeah. Right. Like he's a sympathizer. He's well, he's like, he's one of them. Right. He's promoting nationalism. Right. And just to, and just to like, cause he thinks he's going to save himself. Right. Um, anyway, so he attempted the first ever coup via radio broadcast so holy shit the germans are invading early by the way and they did not tell him so he gets on purpose on purpose yeah he seizes control of the public radio offices and announces as the germans are invading um there's a new government and i'm your prime minister (laughs) now that was the deal that hitler gave him he's like yeah we're gonna make you prime minister but again rush the whole thing right He's on there and he's like, all right, the Germans are here, but they're actually here to protect us from um, the allies, essentially. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, like he makes up, it's this whole thing about how they're going to come and protect well, us. Because Norway was neutral, right? I think, yeah, II. yeah. Um, so he's like, just just don't resist. Just, just let the soldiers come in and do their thing, right? In all of this, the king of Norway is like, they're, he's being moved all over the place because like the Germans are invading, you know? Yeah. And Hitler really wants the king because they, in Norway at the time, they weren't, res- like they, even though he's a figurehead, like he, what he said really, that's what the people wanted to hear. Because mm. um, he's like, no, the cabinet has to de- has to decide this. I'm like just a figurehead. And it was like, I watched a whole movie today called The King's Decision. It was like really dramatic. And I love and I love the King, King Hakon the Seventh, um, who hates Quisling, by the way. Yeah. He already and hated he's him. He's the one who that Quisling met when he was like a young cadet right. or whatever. Yeah. So he's like, um, hey everybody, the government that Quisling is proposing is illegitimate and like do not follow. Like he's like, I'm not the cabinet. Like I'm not, I can't give you the official thing, but he's like, I would never follow this shit. And then he runs away to London. Not that he had, like he had to, he just had to get out. And he was helping, it was kind of cool, the king, he was helping renegade factions um, like fight against the Nazis after they surrendered. Oh my God. And so at this point, is is there, are there fights between Norwegians and Germans all over Norway? The Germans are coming in at Oslo first. Yeah, whoa. And actually, But but they hit soil? Uh, they yeah, like got there and were yeah, fighting? Yeah, so actually what story. was wild... No, me neither, right? 
what was really wild is they had they had like I think anticipated attacks and mm-hmm. they put up a bunch of like mines like in the water and then they saw like in the middle of the night there were battleships coming ashore uh and then like and the Norwegians at Oslo fired against it even mm. though it was like kind of touchy because it was like what like because we're getting information that they're coming and helping us against Britain and then other people are like they're the fucking Nazis like shoot right, them yeah. so like dude they sank like Hitler's like his pride of his fleet like Holy right on shit. but then interesting enough then the Nazis said well, we were coming to protect you and then you fired against us so that's why like it was this whole mind yeah, game thing yeah of course um, so did that, did that answer your, yeah. Okay, cool. So get this. Um, every, everybody already hates Quisling at this time. Yeah. Like the King hates him. Um, he's been in politics and like military stuff for a long time now and everybody doesn't really trust him. Um, so when he jumps on and is like, I'm the prime minister now, Hitler let him say that for six days before they officially removed him. Uh, and they're like, yeah, you're not. They were like, no, no you're no. like, we need the people to be able to respond to somebody. And mm-hmm. you're like, he's, but they, they let him like kind of stay on retainer and do other lower level stuff for a while. Take out the trash. Yeah, right. like that. Feed mine cat. Feed mine cat. <laughs> um, so pretty much they create a puppet government is what it's called. Gotcha. It looks like Norwegians are in charge, but now like, I mean, I think it took two months for them to completely like surrender to. Uh, the Nazis. Holy shit. Because they couldn't, you know, you just yeah. couldn't fight. Um, so basically, that's how that all goes down. Now, Quisling is the guy that we all hate here. So I, what I thought I would do is just kind of tell you uh, a list of things to make sure you really... Don't there's, like There's him. no question <laughs> uh, about like, well, like, uh, could you understand the time? Right. No, like you're going to hate this guy. So in 1940, right after Norway surrendered, mm-hmm. um, he signed proclamations that Number one, enacts a one-party rule, obviously. German Takes away the freedom of speech and makes the civilians start rationing food. Good. So everyone hates that. Right. Um, he's made the head of state in 1942, but again, no real power. So he gets kind of a title, but not much. He's trying to gain favor back with Hitler, so he personally recruits, recruits 1,200 Norwegian soldiers to fight for Germany. Then here is where my uh, tie-in with uh, the movie Oppenheimer comes in. This is where I heard the first heard the name Quisling. Mm-hmm. So there was this whole thing. If you if you know about what heavy water is, is is to make. It was like in the early stages of making nuclear. Yeah, uh, the, the atomic bomb. Or right, something. I've heard of it. Um, like so, freaked scientists out, right? Yes, it freaked them out. Oh, we I think we talked about this. Ch- Churchill called it the juice. <laughs> oh yeah, right. yeah. Um, so yeah, heavy water's weird. Um, what this guy did, what Quisling did was there was this failed mission where six British soldiers came in and tried to destroy a heavy water plant. Yeah. They failed, but when he captured them, he had them, um, executed, but they were formal prisoners of war. And what in that execution was considered a war crime by the Geneva convention. Uh, Oh shit. Like those people were just like air soldiers, like. Like they're you have to take them prisoner, right? Um, but he executed them, oh, so it's shit. like, yeah. Um, he forced registration of all Jews and confiscated Jewish property. Then, in total, deported seven hundred and seventy Jewish men, women, and children to Auschwitz. Oh Jesus! And out of that number, seven hundred and forty were killed. Oh my god! And only twelve ever returned returned back to Norway. Holy shit, man! Right? Yeah. In forty three, terrible. In forty three, he declared war on the Soviet Union and instituted a mandatory conscription and sent seventy five thousand Norwegians to the German war effort. Like, oh just go, god. just go fight for Germany. Yeah. Um. They had no choice. No, dude. That's I guess every because like you know he's working for Hitler and you know yeah, so it's like right. everyone's so afraid. Um, there was a famous um, caricature about about a Quisling that I thought I would show you. Uh, as you can see, he is coming and doing the Hail mm-hmm. Hitler right. salute, right? Yeah. And the officer. So basically, what the caption says here. This is from 1943. Um, this is published in England or Norway. This or- was. I think this was probably Norway by Stig Hook. Okay. Um, anyway, uh, it says 
he does the, uh, he comes up, like, Quistling salutes and says, I'm Quistling. And the the doorman that he's talking to says, and your name? Because oh. he's basically like saying, like, I'm a traitor. Yeah, I'm, right. What's your name? But like, so. Wow. Okay. So that name really stuck. People were like, yeah. we're okay with this. Yep. Oh, man. Yeah. Anyway, just. That's to, interesting. Yeah. He, the guy was terrible. He did a lot of bad stuff. Um, at the very end, as the. Um, as the Nazis realized they were losing in 1945, uh, Quisling met with Hitler and he's like, okay, I got one last idea. We're going to call it Fortress Norway. And he wanted to use his own country to take a last stand against the Allied. And even Hitler was like, uh, no, that's <laughs> ridiculous. No. And then Hitler commits suicide. And on May 9th, uh, Quisling is arrested at his Oslo mansion. Yeah. His uh, at trial, he got treason, war crimes, crimes against humanity, and embezzlement. He swore everything that he did was for the good of Norway, and he was executed by firing squad on October 24th, 1945. Damn, Sam. Dude, and I thought that was interesting because our logo is a firing squad. Oh, right. Episode 80. Firing squad. (laughs) Wow, so if you call someone a quisling... Yeah, that is, yeah. those are some harsh That's words. That's terrible, right? He's a bad guy. So now you know it. If you're ever reading and you stumble upon it, you've got that that knowledge, that new knowledge yeah. that is being supplied to you by our good friend Me. Albert. <laughs> Me. And if you look at one of those word chart things that shows like when the word was popular, it's yeah, like usage. 000, 1940. Yeah. <laughs> and then like, and as people started forgetting his name, yeah. it started diminishing. Yeah. Awesome, man. Well, thank you for teaching us that. Yeah. All right, so we should do uh, one last bit and then take a break. Sounds good. Oh, dude, I would like to do one big shout-out, though, to King Hakon Seventh. He always said, we give our all for Norway. And I'm like, yeah, dude. <laughs> I love King Hakon. Yeah, that's his name. Nice. Well, it wasn't champagne, I'll tell you that What much. was it? I think you're right, J&B. Oh, no. Oh, God. It was Admiral Nelson's. Oh. <laughs> Don't be any sponsored by Admiral Nelson's rum. Yeah, you guys, seriously, you could have definitely given us a sponsorship. Oh, um, I had the Godiva liqueur. That's the one I wanted. <laughs> I will be right back after this break. Sweet chocolate. Back and this message is brought to you by Quistling's Trader Cheese. Trader Cheese, don't buy don't it. Don't buy it. <laughs> but it is cheap. Uh hey, we wanted to say thank you guys for for um you know being 80 listeners. Eighty years of bliss. Eighty years of bliss. And for those of you who have listened to all eighty episodes and the Dubia Monster and Stromba episodes, you rock. We love you. You are the big number one. <laughs> and we really wouldn't do this if no one was listening, so it's cool. Actually. Actually, probably would still do you it. You know, I think, yeah, if nobody was listening, I would just, I'd be like, just don't look at the numbers. Let's just think maybe. <laughs> maybe plus, it's... plus, whatever happens with radio waves, you know, like it's going out into the universe. Like, yeah. what if like an alien was like, you guys are my type. Well, you know, these aren't radio waves, right? Well, they but somebody might play them on a radio and then they go out. <laughs> okay, right? Like on yeah. Make Out Mountain. Yeah, sure, that makes sense. Um, all right, so uh, we have one more idiom, um, whose origin we need to explore. Oh no! And, and that means I have to guess it. Whoa, Nelly! Whoa, Nelly! Don't freak out. Okay. No, whoa, Nelly's my idiom. Oh, yes. That was good. I didn't see him sneak it in there. Whoa, <laughs> Nelly. Oh, yes. Whoa, Nelly. Oh, gosh. I always think of a horse. Okay, but like, what does it mean? 
probably because of the whoa part, right? Oh, oh. Uh, What's it's the like, definition? Um, whoa, Nelly. That's like <laughs> stop, slow down, or stop, right? Or 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 wait a second. It's kind of like a. I feel like it when some, if like a train went right by your face, you'd be like, "Whoa, Nelly!" Like, <laughs> okay, so good. It's actually two it has two definitions, and you said both of them. No way. Okay, yeah. Okay. Give us. So the first definition it's uh, said to any person, thing, or animal, especially a horse, that one is trying to get under control or coax into slowing down. Okay. So that's "Whoa, Nelly!" But "Whoa, Nelly!" also can be an exclamation of surprise. Yes. All right. So both of those are definitions for "Whoa, wow. Nelly!" You know what? Okay. I wonder which one I think of first. Obviously, I said the horse. One I say first. "Whoa, Nelly" a lot. Whoa, Nelly! I, go, I feel like <laughs> "Whoa, Nelly!" We ow. And for me, I think it's more often an exclamation of surprise. I don't yeah. usually talk to. That's like if you if not, you named your car, for example, or if you like, like "Whoa, Whoa, Nelly!" Teresa. Yeah. <laughs> what was that? What was the name of your teal? Uh, Doctor um, Tealgood. Doctor Tealgood. <laughs> that was it. One of Albert's cars. Yeah. Um, all right. Anyway, so so you, you have to guess the origin of Wonelli, um said to something to slow it down or to <sighs> to express surprise. Man, I'll tell you. This one, I'm torn because of the because of the two different meanings that make so much sense to me. Do you want me to tell you so, which meaning was first? No. Okay. Because I wanna. I want to see where my brain goes with this guess. Let me think. Here. Everyone loves seeing where Albert's brain goes. Mm. Okay, so I was playing out some scenarios in my head, and I couldn't decide whether I wanted to go with a guy that somehow is something with the horse or a guy that's somehow something with his wife. So I'm going to yeah. combine the horse is his wife. Okay. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> Sounds got, like another realistic got a, guess. You know, we got like a, a, a ranch hand, uh-huh. you know? Yeah. He's a little... You know, slow. He's just a little bit slow. It takes him a minute. We're to, thinking of mice and men to catch up to what's going on. Yeah, all right. right. Yeah. So um, he's already in charge of the horses. So why not marry Nelly the horse? The horse. Obviously, the horse. right? Yeah, yeah. Um, now the problem with uh, I want to say his name's Bit. <laughs> okay, his <laughs> name is Bit. Bit. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, Bit Ruger. What's that? How's that? Bit Ruger Bit sounds Ruger. great. Yeah, I'm, so he's I'm like, fine with that. So he would always ride Nelly. One, once he was done taking care of all the horses, he would ride Nelly through town. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he was very proud of her. Yeah. And then he would tie her up at the hitching post and he would go inside. He'd be like, now you stay here now, my, my sweet wife, Nelly. I'll be right back. Yeah. And one day he did that like normal and... This like like an like an evil guy. He was like a, like an evil cowboy that was wearing like all black. Yeah, but he had a silver mustache, so he's been around for a while. <laughs> uh huh. So he rolls up, and he's like, "Man, the, you know this 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 horse is not all black, but like there's just something about her because he he would ride an all black horse. Like, oh, he's like the oh, dark uh, cowboy, right, yeah. you know. You want to be the dark cowboy? Yeah. Cool. And so he's just like. Yep, I'm just gonna like you're mine now. And then he, you know, he he, he, he turns her around and takes her. Start, he starts running out, and then Bit Ruger runs out, and he's like, "Whoa, whoa, Nelly, no, no, whoa, Nelly." So he's he's actually he's trying to tell her whoa like a horse, yeah. like stop, slow down. But yeah, then yeah. also he's he's you shocked by it. what's going yeah. on. Oh, that's great. And, yeah. uh, so, so both meanings were conceived simultaneously. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. That's great. And uh, I feel like the bad guy's name should be um, Rit, Rit Booger. <laughs> Rit Booger. Rip Cloud. <laughs> Bit and Rip Cloud. <laughs> That sucks. Bit Ruger and Rip Cloud. Rip. <laughs> okay. Great. All right. So, no, that is not the correct origin of the phrase Wonelli. Well, what are you going to do? I'll tell you what. When I chose Wonelli, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So that's where it comes from. Cool. I'll just dig into that. But what happened was, I don't think anyone's really 
ever done a deep dive on Woe Nelly before. Not one I've ever heard of. And, but people have given, this is where it comes from, but a lot of those are, they're all wrong. Sure. So I'm going to talk about several different things and I'm going to go chrono- like reverse chronology. So I'm going to go the newest. Yeah, all right, we're going to go back And then time. go back, yeah. So, and is one of these real the real one? Or is not um, it's not it's one not quite sure. I think we'll we'll maybe we'll get okay, there together. Okay, okay, yeah. Maybe we'll get there together because I'm not sure I've got it fully formed in my head. That's all right. So Keith Jackson, you like sports, right? Uh yes. Alright, well he was a very a football player. He was a very famous sports commentator and okay. journalist. <laughs> He's like a radio personality. But he But did he ever play? <laughs> like maybe when he was a kid, I don't know. But he was he's popularly known for his, his college coverage. From 1952 until 2006, and he had a very distinctive voice. And if you liked sports, maybe you would know it. But anyway, let's he, hear it. He was, gotta... I don't. I didn't even listen because I uh, don't care. I like. He's like, I'm like Jackson Jones, <laughs> and this is time for sports. <laughs> yeah, probably something like that. I think it was like more like Keith Jackson. Whoa, Nelly, fumble. Oh yeah, that sounds good. Something like that. So anyway, um, yeah. So he said, "Whoa, Nelly," quite a lot, and so people. Uh, attribute Woe Nelly to being popularized by him. Sure, in okay. The, in the 1950s. That's, that's fair. Sure. But much later in life when they were like, when some journalist was like, Keith Jackson, you know, we we really think that you did a great job with inventing Woe Nelly. And he's like, oh, I didn't invent <laughs> Woe Nelly. <laughs> uh, oh, I don't, you're not putting that on Joe Jackson. He said this earlier television announcer named Dick Lane actually <laughs> introduced him to the term. And he was an actor and a television announcer and presenter. And anyway, he like famously in, in L.A. in the um, 50s, 40s and 50s even, he was an announcer for a roller derby. And Dick Lane was an announcer for roller derby. They have lanes. Yeah. So anyway, he's like, you're roller derbying down Dick Lane. <laughs> and Woe Nelly. And he would say Woe Nelly Whoa, anytime something Nelly. exciting happened on uh, the ring or on the track. Mm-hmm. So so we worked our way down from the 50s to the 40s. But I also stumbled upon the fact that Bozo the Clown, uh, his... He's famous for saying Woe Nelly. And it was, this is how famous he is for it. I clicked on a random early 60s Bozo the Clown video. Yeah. I like bopped around like three or four times and I caught him saying Woe Nelly. Really? Yeah. So that's um, his thing. Yeah, like that's a little funny. girl was tripping him and he was like, Whoa, Nelly. And then I was like, Oh, there there it is. Uh, wait, a girl was tripping him? Yeah, like he was walking backwards and a girl was just standing there and he almost fell over. Because, did you know this about Bozo? What the hell are you doing standing behind Bozo the Clown? (laughs) (laughs) But did you know this about Bozo the Clown? That he was a franchise. So that means... He was a franchise. The idea of Bozo the Clown was a franchise. So different cities had different Bozo the Clowns. Oh, I guess. Because it was like like public access. And you could pay to have like, hey, in Philadelphia, we want our own Bozo the Clowns. Then we would have our own local... (laughs) Philly Bozo, Bozo the Clown the show. Clown yeah. Show? Like yes. A, like a TV show. That's what Bozo the Clown was. No, I know. So you're telling me... Different actors portrayed Bozo in different cities. where you lived... Yes. You, you were seeing a, a different, different one. Bozo. That's wild. But some were syndicated. Like the Boston one was syndicated to other cities. But some cities had their own Bozo the Clown show. So some cities had two. They had the no, syndicated no, no. Like, one. If you had a syndicated one, one, you're not making your own. <laughs> Because well, then the kids are seeing two different Bozo the Clown. Both on? Dude, we're talking about the 60s here. Like, you couldn't. I don't know, is what I'm saying. You couldn't channel surf like other Bozo the Clowns. You'd only get what your antenna would get. But it was syndicated, you said, right? Yes. Oh, you're saying di- the distance. So maybe Austin had yeah, Boston yeah, sure, Bozo. Sure. Austin but had Boston? Maybe. This is a <laughs> hypothetical. But maybe Chicago had its own. Yeah, because you know, no, they dude, didn't syndicate crazy. from Boston. This is too much talk could, on Bozo no, the Clown. I could listen to a whole thing about like one city yeah. that had two Bozos of the Clowns <laughs> and like what it did to the kids. <laughs> were like, <laughs> it's too different, right? Right. Yeah, man, or I like mean, I could imagine like the local Bozo having a chip on his shoulder about like the like the mainstream Bozo, uh-huh, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then he'd be like that. 
and he's got his cigar and he's kicking the dirt. But anyway, this is too much Bozo talk. I thought this the is, whole thing was about Bozo. It's not. I'm already moving on. Oh, sorry. So, <laughs> so Bozo the Clown started in 1951 and went like through the 2000s. And, um, oh. you know, that's kind of crazy. So Bozo the Clown and Dick Lane used... Whoa, Nelly. Yeah, Whoa, Nelly. Around the same time? Around the same saying? time. Damn it. But Bozo was a little bit earlier, but he might have... But they were both around for long enough where that Bozo the Clown later episodes might have started using Whoa, Nelly, oh, inspired by sure. Dick Lane. So, right, who was more popular first? Something else that started in 1951 was the Roy Rogers show. Roy Rogers was a show? I thought that was a restaurant. <laughs> Well, Roy Rogers was originally called Roby's Roast Beef. <laughs> so actually, yeah, Roy Rogers was called whatever, Roby's. <laughs> Roby's what? Rest, Ray, Roby's Roast Ray Beef. beef. Yeah. What? But um, they acquired Arby's. They combined their names. The owner or something knew Freaked out. Roy Rogers. <laughs> Lots of shit. No, knew Roy Rogers. And so... Uh, who was an actor. So the Roy Rogers was a show, a restaurant, and a guy. Yes, yes, exactly. Wow, that's... And the restaurant came just much, much later, and Roy Rogers was basically like, yeah, you can use my name, whatever. I don't care. Well, I hope he got some money. I'm sure he did. I'm sure he did. So Roy Rogers was, um, it was on for six years, from 1951 to 1957. Um, and there were six seasons, and it was a neo-Western. So it took place, you know, like in the Southwest and everyone were, were cowboys, but there were also phone, like telephones in it and the, one character had a Jeep. Okay. So there were some t- mid 20th century technological things in the show, but it was a Western. Did so they like resent they, And each they don't other? explain it. They don't explain anything. <laughs> they don't explain why it feels like it's both in the Wild West, but also there's like phones and stuff. That's funny that they don't address it. They don't really address it. No. So anyway... Um, yeah, there are a hundred episodes of Roy Rogers, and he's a ranch owner in this. There's also his best friend or sidekick named Pat Brady. And what's his deal? He had a Jeep named Nellie Bell. Oh, okay. And so Whoa. he would always say, Whoa, Nellie, because the Jeep would always act up as if it had a mind of its <laughs> own. Like it would speed away driverless. Oh, so that was like a bit. It was a bit throughout the whole show. It, it just, would speed away. What is this? Like, he'd be like, whoa, Nelly. Because it was named Nelly Bell. So we would, No, like, that's so funny. Or like, like, he'd be like, I know. he like, you can't start my car. Only I can start it. And he'd try to start it. And then it would like, you know, <laughs> blow up or whatever. <laughs> I love this. This is... Uh, like so it's goofy. It reminds me of uh, Ernest Goes to Camp when he's fixing up the golf cart that's running oh, through yeah, the whole... yeah, 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 The whole uh, right. movie. So, um, so... A lot of people say that Wo Nelly came from the Roy Rogers show and, and this bit that happened throughout the whole thing. And this is only the first stop on the way back? What do you mean? Like you were saying we were going back in time. Well, dude, I, I did. I, <laughs> <laughs> is this the first stop? <laughs> no, man. I did Keith Jackson. I did Dick oh, right. Lane. Right, 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 right. I did right, right. Bo- Bozo. Oh, right. God. Step now, four. We're, now we're at Roy Sorry. Rogers. But 1950s, like, Woe Nelly has been around it since, don't get much older since the 1800s. What? And so That's people attribute Woe Nelly to being from this show, but actually it's in text way before okay. the Roy Rogers show came out. Um, you know, even Frog Millhouse, <laughs> who was a character portrayed by musician and comedic actor Smiley Burnett, in old westerns and film serials in the 30s and 40s, what? even he <laughs> used the phrase "Well, Nelly" and "Frog Birdhouse," <laughs> "Frog Millhouse." Oh, okay, that's still weird. And he he was like a character that appeared in a lot of westerns in the 30s and 40s, and uh, he had a, a horse named Black Eyed Nelly or Ring Eyed Nelly. Uh huh. And so he, whenever he needed her to like slow down, he would say, well, Nelly. Okay. So not, that one's more about horses, not about surprise. Right. Exactly. Whereas yeah. the Jeep was a little more surprising. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's also treating his Jeep like a horse in a way, right? He's totally. Like, oh, no, that's come. true. Oh, whoa. Yeah. So that's um, like both. 
Yeah, I, I would say the Dick Lane was more like a Woe Nelly surprise. <laughs> like, everyone's falling down <laughs> and Bozo. on the roller derby track. <laughs> yeah, so maybe Bozo, so maybe the Roy Rogers to Bozo was where that, that, that shift happened. Because Bozo did the, yeah, right, because he's like, all right, I'm, I'm going to take it from horse to car to surprise. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, so maybe that's where that happens. That's why I told you I'm uh, we're, we I need like to, this. I'm going through this with the, with you cuz I'm not and I'm not really sure. Funny how a machine would make it become more futuristic. Oh. <laughs> right. Um anyway, yeah, so Frogmill House. Back, that's his real name? No, no, no. He, it was a character. Oh, okay. okay. Smiley Burnett is the actor who portrayed Frogmill. That sounds Frog like Mill a character House. too. <laughs> that was like, you know, his Hollywood name. So, um, how's everyone doing? Uh, everyone out in the audience, you guys sticking with me? Is this all making sense? Smile if you love Smiley Burnett. <laughs> so at the turn of the 20th century, it was just common for farmers to call one of their horses Nelly. Okay. And they think that that's because Nelly was just a popular name in the late 1800s. So in the early 1900s, you would just see like, hey, Mary, Nelly, Lou, whatever. <laughs> Come on, Mary, hit me. <laughs> Wait, so, dude. Um, home movies. That's like, yeah, home movies. Um, uh, like when people were calling cows Bessie, like, Come here, old Bessie. Come here, old Bessie. Right? Actually, like, we should we should dig into that for the next right? episode. I mean, yeah, like that could just be like kind of like generic female horse name or whatever. Yeah, right. Uh, oh, we forgot to do Snuff. You know, snuff is. Uh, I remembered. I was waiting for you to tell me. <laughs> you didn't want to do it. I mean, I love let's, doing snuff. Let's do some right now. All right, we'll do some snuff real quick. <laughs> okay, that way we'll zip the show up nice and fast. <laughs> we'll do some snuff real quick. Uh, this is from the episode where Albert um, talked about nothing the origin to sneeze of at. Nothing to sneeze at. And you just take a little dab. Just a pinch. Really. Oh, a small pinch. Always less than you think you need. That looks like a lot, actually. Always less than you think you need. And you sniff it up. And and you sniff and it up. Usually and you sneeze. Yeah. <laughs> All right, snuff down. Man, it really does does awaken the it senses. Gets right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, but let's remember that sniffing is not really something listeners like to hear. All right, so, yeah, anyway, we're in the, the uh, early 1900s. Man, that snuff really, just really... Does this stuff. <laughs> just punches you in the face, in a way. What's nice about it is I feel like it's lasted years now. I know, does snuff go rotten? I mean, I don't feel bad. So, There's so much in here. Um. So, anyway, yeah, so um, a lot of horses... In the late 1800s, or early 1900s, were named Nelly, probably because, and that's kind of where the, it ends. Um, there was a popular song in the 1870s called "Whoa Emma," hmm. about a girl who was really like just like broke the rules and was really bad. Yeah, cool. And so, um, a, a novel that had the name Nelly came out in like 1870 that was really popular in okay. England. So maybe like that influenced the name. So it's kind of it's a little. Hazy, right there. Well, you know what? At though? the very start of it, maybe it's something simple. Like, think about how even child names go through these like fads of popularity, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I mean, like, why wouldn't it be the same for animals and yeah, stuff? Yeah, exactly. Like, how many spots are there? Dogs, you know? Right. Yeah. I wonder how you had well, I've spot. never actually met a real spot. I know. <laughs> I wonder where that started. Probably just because it had spots on its fur. Oh yeah, sure. Uh, you've heard of nervous Nelly. Oh, yes. Don't so, be a nervous Nelly. In the 1920s, this American senator, Senator Frank Billings Kellogg, he was nicknamed Nervous Nelly because he was the only Republican senator to support the ratification of the Treaty of Versailles. And it, it's kind of like the um, yeah. Quisling thing where like his nickname is what he's most famous for now. Yeah. Nervous Nelly. And his name was Kellogg. But his name was Kellogg. So that With just makes you, that just makes that just I think further highlights that horses were commonly named Nelly. Totally. And like a nervous Nelly, like a horse that's nervous because like Absolutely. it heard a loud noise or something. Yeah, it's like... That all 
so the, the, to me, so it's the 1920s. Everyone already associates the word Nelly with a horse. Totally. Oh man, and then you get that alliteration with the nervous Nelly. Yeah, and then and then like, just yeah, like what? Like um, that next decade, we hear that Frog Millhouse character using it, <laughs> and then there you go. So that's. Um, Do you think he was very popular, Frog Millhouse? Because you know Millhouse and the Simpsons. It's like I like where do you get that name from? Was there a president named Millhouse? The only other thing I have to say is that uh, Whoa Nelly was a studio album by Nelly Furtado, if you remember her. Oh my gosh. Back was it in her 2000. Big, was it her big one? I'm like so. a bird. I think it was the one I'm after. Fly away. Yeah. Oh, no, it was that album. Yeah. That's her big I'm one? I'm like a bird. I, I remember Raj loved that oh, song, yeah. I feel like. Uh, yeah, so if you enjoyed that, go back and listen to Nelly Furtado's Whoa Nelly. And... Yeah, there you go. That's how it became popular. Clearly, a lot of people in media used it as their catchphrase, but it was just something that kind of like was was born from farmers in the uh, late 1800s, early 1900s. Look, some stuff just works. Mm-hmm. All right? It just feels like you should say that. It, right, yes. And then we're getting into the collective conscious. Collective conscious. All right, I think we have taken enough of your time, America. We could always take more. Europe. People of Europe, people of South America, people in the Middle East. Norway. Africa, people of Norway. We did a whole thing tonight, Norway. Let's go. Um, Japan. Yeah. We just can't, we, we can't oh, list we every. Love Japan. We can't list every country, can't every continent every right now. state. Canada. United States. United States. Bolivia. It's a state of mind. Chile. Um, we have to take the last shot. Oh, there's only one left? Yeah. Oh no! And um, while we're doing this, I just want to say, um, if you like our show on your Spotify, just hit hit the star thing. Yeah. Um, if you if you have any idioms that you'd like to hear about, email us at don't be an idiom at gmail dot com. Oh, don't forget to check out that Patreon, and don't forget we got a couple shirts left. You know you love them. Oh, and do you be a monster koozies? Those are always available. And, you know, also, just remember, you can't spell idiom without I. You, I'm talking, you are the one saying I, I am a part of Don't Be an Idiom. So thank you. I got the, oh no. I got the J&B. I think you got the Brennavin at some point. No, that's, dude, that's just champagne. Oh, yes. Cheers. Cheers. You must have had the Brennavin at some point. I knew I thought I had it. This um, is J&B. Yeah, you can't spell... Yes, you can. Can't celebrate without champagne. Thank you, everyone, for 80 wonderful episodes. And uh, let's give a round of applause for the people who have been applauding. And let's not forget the band. The band. And that's it. All right. Until next time, don't, don't be an idiot. Thank you, Marcy, for that riveting story on women getting to run their own businesses. Adorable. And may I say, you look delicious in that little blue dress. We're going to turn it over to our man on the street, Bit Ruger, who has some exciting news from the world of fast food down in Falls Church. Bit? Hello? 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 Yes, yes. Let's get it going here. Oh, Dick, hi. Good to see you. We don't know each other personally. Why don't you tell us what you're doing down there a bit? Right, okay. For the past year, residents of Falls Church have been slapping their gums around long hogs of Roby's roast beef. But because of those at Arby's, things are about to change. In moments, they'll be unveiling the first ever Roy Rogers restaurant. Exciting news there, Bit. Uh, yeah. I mean, the manager says they're still going to have my favorite roast beef sandwiches. And he said, stop asking me. I've told you so many times that it's going to be the same. But, you know, some things just seem a little too good to be true. Sounds like you don't think it's going to be as good, Bit. Well, it's just like you find the perfect sandwich, and then you go to the restaurant every day for a year, and then... 
Whatever. Uh, manager Hal Brickman assures me that I'll still be able to get my favorite Roby's items here at the Roy Rogers. <laughs> yeah, right. Bit, there appears to be some action happening behind you. Do you want to report on that? Or... Yeah, um, okay, yes, yeah, so they've got the uh, curtain is about to come down here on the first ever uh, Roy Rogers sign that stole my wife. Roy Rogers stole your wife? Well, he stole her time, yeah. All she wants to do is watch Roy Rogers movies all day. Do you know how many Roy Rogers movies there are? Oh, okay, they're counting down. And there it is, as you can see, Roy Rogers. Okay, the manager is coming over and he's bringing us some sandwiches to try. Hello, complimentary Roy Rogers sandwich. What is that? Is that the roast beef sandwich? Special roast beef sandwich, Roy Rogers, number one. Well, it's small. The taste is big. All right, let me just take a bite here. First of all, this is cold. Well, Roy Rogers loves his roast beef cold. Well, good for Roy Rogers. I like my roast beef hot. Boiling hot. The roast beef is boiling? Everyone get away from me. I urge all true Americans to boycott this abomination of a restaurant. Well, Bit, I would like our listeners to know that Roy Rogers is now a sponsor of CBC7 Virginia. And they dropped off t-shirts. All right, well, I'll take a t-shirt. Excuse me, Mr. Rogers? I am not f***ing Roy Rogers. If I was, maybe my wife wouldn't have left me for my movies. All right, I'm shooting the sign. All right, Bit. Thanks for that update. And why don't you bring me and Marcy some of those delicious sandwiches that we can eat by my pool? Not go there. No! You've been watching Good Evening Virginia. I'm Dick Longfellow, and I'll smell you at my pool.